Hi there. Welcome to The Essentials. I'm James, the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church and your host for this podcast. As we explore our faith, we talk about life, and we celebrate all the places where we find hope and joy. So we are going to jump right into our lesson for this week. This past Sunday in worship, it was June 11th, we were reading Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. And this is from the Common English Bible. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your land, your family, and your father's household for the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Abram left just as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all of their possessions, and those who became members of their household in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as the sacred place at Shechem, at the Oak of Morah. The Canaanites lived in the land at that time. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I give this land to your descendants. So Abram built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. From there, he traveled toward the mountains east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and worshiped in the Lord's name. Then Abram set toward the arid southern plain, making and breaking camp as he went. Here ends the reading of today's word. So we are going to talk about Abraham and Sarah today, or as they're referred to in our lesson, Abram and Sarai. And they're probably best known for having their son Isaac at such an old age. Their story is one about trusting God and listening to God, no matter what the plans are for you. But here we, we read the beginning of their story. And they come at a turning point in the book of Genesis. Because up until now, the book has been about the beginning of the earth. We've seen Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and the ark. And so far, the story has been about the entire world and all of the nations, and how God has relationship with them. But now with Abram and Sarai, this book is going to focus on one family and one line of descendants. Chapter 11 of Genesis, just before we begin today, it talks about the Tower of Babel, how the world came to speak different languages, and then it starts to trace the lineage of Noah's children, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And one son in particular, Shem, is one of the main focuses. And we follow his line for generations until Abram is born as the son of Terah. Now they are all on their way, Terah and his family with Abram in tow. They're on their way to Canaan. But they stop and they make their home in Haran. And that's where the story of Abram and Sarai really begins. That's 
when they receive this call from God. So before I go any further, I want to pause and check in with you. I've started this sermon by throwing a lot of Old Testament names and places at you. And that's kind of a taboo thing to do as a pastor because of our tendency to zone out when we start talking about those ancient people in ancient places that we've never really heard of. I can just imagine that you are already planning what you're going to have for lunch or for dinner or what you need to do the rest of the week. So I want to bring you back just a little bit. Because this is one of those occasions in the Old Testament where those details can actually really give us some insight into what God is up to. And it happens in a place we aren't familiar with and with people who we don't feel like are the main characters of the story. But in order to get to a place where this old couple will have a child, we need to see where they're coming from. So Abram is with his brothers and they're with their father, Terah. And this family, father, his sons and their wives and any children, if they have them, they're setting out for a place called Canaan, which is modern day Israel, parts of Lebanon and Syria. Now on their way to Canaan, they stop and they settle in Haran, which is somewhere in present-day Turkey. And this becomes the home for Terah and his family with Abram and Sarai included. When chapter 12 begins, where our reading starts for today, the first thing we see God do is to tell Abram to leave this place. Leave Haran leave your home, leave your people. God wants to take him to a new land, to a place where God will make of Abram's family a great nation. And where does God want Abram to go? To Canaan, to the place they were originally heading. So as we start our reading for today, it sounds like God's throwing Abram a curveball and we feel like we should commend Abram for his tremendous faith in listening. It's worth mentioning that God's great instruction for Abram is to continue the path he was on. His family was on their way, and they stopped short, and they settled. But now God is telling him, it's time to keep going. And that word, settled can take on a variety of different meanings depending on the context. There's the joy you feel when your energetic child who's bouncing off the walls finally settles down. There's a sense of satisfaction you feel when you are settled at a new job. And there's the sense of lament when you see your friend Settle for a guy that you don't think is good enough for her. Generally, settling is safe and comfortable. But it can leave you feeling like you could do better. It can leave you wondering what else is out there. And if you should have taken the risk to go for it. For Abram and his family, 
They settled in Haran, stopping short of Canaan. But it doesn't mean Haran was a bad place. We have no evidence that their life there left anything to be desired or that they had any troubles. But it wasn't where they needed to be. And it took accepting a little bit of risk. It took leaving the comfort they had found to follow God's path to this new land that was being promised to them. And I've been thinking about how settling plays a part in our journey of faith. Because in many ways, it's a good thing. It's a safe thing. First, physically, it feels good to find a church home, to feel like you belong, and to be settled there. That goes for pastors, for members. Every summer, I'm grateful not just to be in the church that I'm serving, but to be a part of our Moravian system because we don't have a set schedule where pastors move and switch churches. When sometimes it's common to have a pretty strict three to five year routine of pastors moving on to different congregations. July, coming up next month, is when many Methodist pastors will move after sometimes only serving somewhere for three years. Just when you get settled in, you're on the move again. But it also feels good in a church setting to be settled in terms of how we function. When things are familiar, they don't cause as much anxiety compared to when something is brand new to us. Here at our church, we, we know how to run a chili supper. We know what our local food pantry needs. We know what to expect for worship. It's comfortable. It's safe. There are no surprises. But also in our personal beliefs, we like the way that we've come to understand scripture. We like the way that we've learned to experience God in our lives. In many ways, we are settled into being Christians, and that is a good thing. That comfort, as wonderful as it is, does still involve some risk. Because we risk becoming stagnant. We risk not seeing something new that God wants us to do or clinging to where we've settled in our faith while not fully embracing the plans God has for us. And maybe those plans feel like something new and scary, so we ignore it, thinking that God's asking for too much. But really, God's just telling us to get back on the path that we are meant to be on. God called Abram and Sarai, promising to them that their purpose was out ahead of them. And their story is only going to get more unpredictable, more challenging, and more amazing as they make the decision to leave where they've settled and found comfort. They need to continue their journey and venture into the unknown in order to complete God's work. And venturing into the unknown feels like an appropriate way to view our interactions with the world. 
everything has become an argument and it feels like we can only sit and wait while we wonder what the next divisive thing is going to be. And besides the sheer number of issues that we face, a list that never seems to end, I think it's the tone behind it all that's really troubling to me. No matter what the topic is, opinions and beliefs are so drastically different and so extreme that it feels like we've lost the ability to even have productive conversations. It is so wildly chaotic and frustrating, and it threatens to completely take all of our hope away. What is all of this leading towards, and where are we supposed to be in the midst of it? Now, as much as I want to say that things have gotten too crazy, or that things are beyond repair, that we right now are living in the most unbelievable times. I know that's not true. That would be settling. To say that there's nothing more we can do, that things are out of our control. This world has been broken. It has been problematic. And God still sends us to make things better. God hasn't given us something brand new and unknown to do. But God tells us to keep living with faith, hope, and love. To lift people up and fight for justice. To speak out when we see oppression and greed. To deal with our problems and not hide from them where it's safe. That's our initial purpose, to bring abundant life, and we know that that work is still needed. It's certainly uncomfortable as we face our world's issues today. It seems to be layered with landmines and complications, but that is the path that has been given to us. We can't settle short of God's vision for this earth. We can't think we've done all that we can do and that this is enough. But we also can't be intimidated by the road ahead, but instead see it as the road we have always been meant to be on and that we need to keep going, knowing that God will guide us and protect us as we embrace and love God's people. Amen. I thank you for checking in for this episode. I hope that you are well and have a wonderful week. You can learn more about the Freedom Moravian Church online, either via our website, our Facebook page. You can worship with us on YouTube as well. And if you want to know more about the Moravian Church in general, you can find out more at the Mora at moravian.org. So take care. I will catch you next time.